You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 123. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Is fat where it's at, team? Let's talk about fat. You know what kind of fat I'm talking about? I'm talking about the kind you eat, not the kind on your booty. But fat is one of the macronutrients, and we were just talking about macronutrients last week, and I wanna go into a little more depth on this particular macronutrient, because for one, it is so important that you understand how much, what type, what to avoid, uh, and also because it pertains to so many different diets. There's the high-fat diets, the low-fat diets, and so understanding a little bit more about this nutrient might actually be a benefit to you. So let's find out. Is fat where it's at? Find out after this. And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. Today's Eagle Eye on Health. Let's talk about those people who are standing up for weight loss. And by that, I'm not talking about they're cheering for it. (laughs) I mean, they're literally standing instead of sitting to lose weight. Well, guess what? Researchers say, yes. Can standing instead of sitting help you lose weight? Yes, though the losses are pretty modest. But according to the data published in the European Journal of Preventative Cardiology, a person who weighs about 140 pounds and stands for six hours a day expends an extra 54 calories. And that would be equivalent to about 5.5 pounds of weight loss per year. This information produced by the Mayo Clinic is based on a review of 48 studies involving over 1,100 people. Researchers also learned, and oh, you'll be interested in this one, (laughs) researchers learned that men tend to burn twice as many calories as women while standing. Well, darn, why is that always the case, right? Well, they think, they theorize that why is probably because men have more muscle mass. Standing was also linked with improved fasting blood sugar levels, lower blood pressure, and reduced triglyceride levels. Standing for long periods of time for many adults may seem unmanageable, especially those who have desk jobs, but for the person who sits for 12 hours a day, cutting sitting time to half would give them great benefits. So for a lot of people, you do wanna stand up more for that extra 54 calories, right? Um, But yeah, standing, you know, we do live in a time where so many people are sitting at a desk for long, long periods of time. And so some people have the standing desks now, and I think that probably helps a lot. Oddly enough, here I'm a trainer, um, but I sit for long periods because I'm an online trainer, right? I train nutrition and fitness online. And so even though I do get in my good dose of exercise, I sit a lot during the day and I'm starting to do a little more standing work because it is better for my hip injury that I have and, and it feels better overall. So just something to think about. And there you go. That's the research. Now back to fat. Is fat where it's at? It depends on how old you are, but do you remember 
when the no fat diet craze happened, because I remember why I remember is because I was the fattest of my life during the no fat craze. Why do you think that is? Well, back then they had something called Snackwell cookies. Some of you right now are cracking up because it probably just brought like this big dose of uh, memory back in the green boxes, the Snackwells. They were fat-free cookies and you would get the box. And I literally, I'd probably ate the whole box because it was fat-free. And back then, fat-free, that was the way to go. Everyone thought, well, you, you don't want to eat fat. You want no fat. And you could eat all of these fat-free products and wouldn't get fat. But as we learned very quickly, that was not true at all. <laughs> like I said, I think that's when I was at my fattest. So don't be reaching out. I wonder if Snackwell even still exists. Someone's got to tell me, social message me and tell me if Snackwells still exist. Well, let's talk a little bit about fat, which is one of the macronutrients. And we talked about macronutrients last week on the podcast episode. If you missed that, you might want to check it out. You don't need to eliminate all fat from your diet. Just so you know, some fats actually help promote good health. But you do need to understand that there are different types of fats. Some are unhealthy, some are healthy, and how much of them you eat is going to determine what is best for a healthy body. Um, yes, we've talked a lot about the keto diet, and I just I really don't think I can talk about it any longer for the sake of my sanity, but the keto diet is eating super high fat. Um, and then there are other different kinds of diets where it's super low fat. So let's just talk about fat in general and give you some of the facts. There are numerous types of fat and your body actually makes its own fat from taking in excess calories, which most people know. If you, you take in too many calories, it's gonna turn into fat. Well, some fats are found in foods from plants and animals, and those are known as your dietary fat. Dietary fat is a macronutrient and it does provide energy for your body. It's still an important energy source, so it is important. It's essential to your health because it supports several different body functions. Some vitamins in particular need fat just to dissolve so that they can actually be used by your body. Fat is high in calories, so if you eat more calories than you need for some of this fat, then you will gain weight. And some types of dietary fat are thought to play a role in cardiovascular disease. Now, let's talk about the harmful dietary fat. There's two main types of potentially harmful dietary fat. One that I'm sure, I'm, I mean, I'm sure you've heard of both of them at this point in life, but saturated fat. This is a type of fat that comes mainly from animal sources of food like red meat and poultry and full fat dairy products. Saturated fat raises total blood cholesterol levels and the low density lipoprotein, that LDL cholesterol, which they usually call the bad cholesterol. And that can increase your risk of cardiovascular disease. Saturated fat may also increase your risk of type two diabetes. And the other type of unhealthy fat is the trans fat. This is a type of fat that occurs naturally in some foods in small amounts, but most of the trans fats are made from oils through a food processing method called partial hydrogenation. So remember that because partially hydrogenated oils 
are trans fat. And you might see partially hydrogenated oil in a food label. And so you would know that's no bueno. These partially hydrogenated trans fats can increase the unhealthy LDL cholesterol and lower healthy cholesterol, that HDL, your high density lipoprotein. This can increase your risk, once again, of cardiovascular disease. Now, the FDA has proposed banning trans fats in processed foods, and food makers have definitely cut back on using artificial trans fats in the recent years. But the FDA says trans fats may still be in a lot of the foods you are currently eating. So where would you find them? Let's guess. Crackers, cookies, cakes, frozen pies, a lot of the baked goods, a lot of the snack foods uh, like microwave popcorn, frozen pizzas, fast food, vegetable shortening, uh, some stick margarines, a lot of the coffee creamers, refrigerated dough products like biscuits and cinnamon rolls, ready to use frostings. All of those things it could still be in. So it's a really good idea that you always check the label. First look at the nutrition facts panel. Even if it actually says it has zero grams of trans fat per serving, there can still be up to half a gram of trans fat per serving. I mean, what? Can you believe that? It can actually say zero grams. They're allowing it to say zero grams of trans fat, but it actually, in fact, does have some trans fat. That really gets to me because that should not be allowed. I mean, talk about tricking people. Even if it's a negligible amount, if it has some, I don't think you can say that it has zero, but that's my personal opinion. Next, you wanna always check the ingredient list to see if it actually lists partially hydrogenated oils. Now, something I did with my son very early on in his life was I taught him how to read food labels. And honestly, there's a certain age where kids, they kind of start to enjoy that kind of thing. Like they're old enough to read and they're not really like, they're, they're old enough to understand. And so I would have him start reading labels and if he couldn't pronounce a lot of the things in the label, like partially hydrogenated oils, which is a little bit hard for a little one to say, then I usually explain to him that it was probably a chemical. So these are the kind of things that you can start educating your young ones with fairly early, and they are listening. So, you know, you might be in the market and you might pick up a box and be like, hey, let's check this out. Oh, partially hydrogenated oils. I heard that's not good for us, so we're gonna put this back. And that helps you help them so they're educated as well. Now, healthier dietary fat are mostly unsaturated. So there are actually healthy fats. There are healthy fats that our diet needs. They are mostly the unsaturated. So we've got the monounsaturated fatty acids. This is a type of fat found in a variety of foods and oils. Studies show that eating foods that are rich in the monounsaturated fatty acids will actually improve blood cholesterol levels, which can decrease the risk for heart disease. Research also shows that these fatty acids may benefit your insulin levels and blood sugar control, which is always gonna help you if God forbid you have type two diabetes. So the monounsaturated fatty acids, good, we like those. 
Polyunsaturated fatty acids, this is a type of fat found mostly in the plant-based foods and oils. Evidence has shown that eating foods that are rich in the polyunsaturated fatty acids improves that blood cholesterol level again, and that decreases the risk of heart disease. And these fatty acids also help decrease the risk of type 2 diabetes. Then the last one is the omega-3 fatty acids. One type of polyunsaturated fat that is made up of mainly the omega-3 fatty acids and may be especially beneficial to your heart. So the omega-3 found in some types of fatty fish appears to decrease the risk of coronary artery disease. These are the plant sources of the omega-3 fatty acids. However, it has not been determined whether replacements for fish oil, like the plant-based or the krill, have the same health effects as omega-3 fatty acid from the actual fish, just so you know. Uh, fish is very high in the omega-3 fatty acids, includes the salmon, the tuna, trout, mackerel, sardines, and herring. Plant sources of omega-3 fatty acids are the flaxseed, like ground flaxseed, oils like canola, flaxseed, and soybean, and nuts, and other seeds like walnuts, butternuts, and sunflower. All of those are fantastic for you with the omega-3 fatty acids. Now, what are the recommendations for fat intake? Because some dietary fats are potentially helpful and others are potentially harmful, it pays to know which ones you're eating and whether you're meeting those recommendations. The 2015 to 2020 Dietary Guidelines for Americans offers the following recommendations for dietary fat intake. So this is what you wanna know. Of course, you want to avoid trans fat, right? We just discussed that. Trans fat is like a no. It's a hard no. Like you don't want to eat any food really with any trans fat. That's a hard no. Limit saturated fat to less than 10% of your calories a day. So you really do have to limit the saturated fat in your diet. You wanna replace saturated fat with the healthier monounsaturated and polyunsaturated fats. Do be aware that many foods contain different kinds of fat and varying levels of each type. An example of that would be butter, which contains unsaturated fat, but a large percent of the total fat is saturated. Canola oil is another one. It has a high percentage of monounsaturated fat, but it also contains smaller amounts of polyunsaturated and saturated. So there is a mixture in some of these different foods. Now, what changes should you make to your diet? What you wanna do is you wanna focus on replacing the foods that are high in saturated fat with the foods that include the mono and polyunsaturated fats. But definitely a word of caution to you when you're, when you're adding fats to your diet, do not go overboard even on the healthy fats because all fat, including the healthy ones, they're very high in calories. So consuming the mono and the polyunsaturated fats instead of other fats is good, but you need to be careful of how much you're actually taking in of the fats. It's a lot of calories. If you're trying to lose weight and you're eating a ton of fat, you probably won't lose weight. But of course, that 
rolls into keto diet, which I'm not going to talk about right now. (laughs) Um, What about very low fat diets? So what about people who go the other way? If watching fat content is a good strategy, is it better to eliminate fat from your diet? Obviously, no. We just talked about that when I said I was my fattest when I ate no fat, right? Your body really does need some fat. The healthy fats help you function normally. And if you try to avoid all of the fat, you really risk getting insufficient amounts of the fat-soluble vitamins and the essential fatty acids that you need. Uh, Attempting to remove fat from your diet completely, it could mean you end up also eating a ton of processed foods that are touted as low-fat or fat-free rather than the healthier and naturally lower-fat foods like fruits and vegetables and the legumes, whole grains. So instead of going away with fat in your diet, like it just needs to be in moderation. So it doesn't have to be none. It doesn't have to be a ton, it has to be in moderation. And of course, keto diet, which again, I'm not gonna talk about because we talked about it the last couple weeks and if you'd like to know all about the keto diet, go to episode number 71. Um, But they have extremely high fat in that diet and that can have other consequences because again, it's just, it's not a balanced way of eating. Balance is always going to be the way to go. What did I say the other week in the podcast? I called it the Common Sense Diet, CSD. It is my own diet I just created in my head last week. The Common Sense Diet is really to have balance. And that means, yes, you do need some fat. A lot of times my clients say like if they're hungry, I look at their macros. And again, we talked about macros last week. And if their fat is really low, that's usually why they're really hungry because fat can actually satiate you, protein and fat, and help fill you up. It can also give you sort of mental clarity. Like if you don't have enough fat in your diet, sometimes it makes you feel like you have that foggy brain. So again, fat in moderation and the right kinds of fat are definitely important for you, for your child. You know, when you're Providing for a child and you're a parent, it's your responsibility to make sure that they get that balanced nutrition. So you also need to make sure they're getting enough healthy fat, but not getting the trans fat or too much saturated. Now, some of my go-to fats like that I eat almost every day, avocado is unbelievable. It is a healthy, healthy fat. I remember there was one point where I wouldn't eat avocados because they're too high in fat. That is so wrong. Avocado has some of the healthiest fat for you. Again, you can't eat an entire avocado in one sitting, but you need to have some of that fat. So avocado is a great one. Walnuts, great healthy fat. Almonds as well. Peanut butter, great. The egg with the yolk. Don't be afraid to have the yolk. So much research has been done in the last few years saying even though once they told you that eggs raise your cholesterol and you shouldn't have the yolk, that research has shown that is no longer a factor. You can have the yolk and the yolk has a lot of great fat for you. Also, when you cook, go ahead and use olive oil. Olive oil is a great healthy fat. So all of those are sort of my go-to fats. If you want more of the healthy fat ideas, Last week, I gave that freebie away, the macronutrient freebie, and it has a whole list of healthy fats. So if you didn't get that, you can go to shockthatbody.com 
forward slash macros. And that link will take you to a PDF that has all everything listed. What is your healthy proteins? What are your healthy carbs? What are your healthy fats? So that's a nice, easy one to download. Again, it's all free. Um, and that way you can sort of have a list of what your go-to healthy fats can be. That's really everything. That's fat. That was the only macronutrient I had not done a podcast on, which is so funny because I thought that I had, I knew I hit protein and I knew I'd done carbs, but somehow I missed fat. I kind of think that maybe it's because I had done it on the radio show years ago when I used to be on the JV and Sandy morning show in Austin. And maybe that's where we did the fat, but we didn't have it on the podcast. So I thought I'd give it to you today. Fat is where it's at. Just in moderation, right? Thank you all for listening. Always give the podcast a share on social media. I'd love to see your picture. Share it on your Instagram story. If you don't follow me on Instagram, definitely do. I'm probably there the most uh, because of the Instagram stories. So if you want to sort of see, I always post things like what I eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, uh, what my workouts are, reminders to hydrate, uh, just sort of like fitness tips. So the stories have become a really fun social media thing to follow. And so if you don't even know what the Insta story is, it's on Facebook too. If you, the very top, those little circle icons that are on the phone app, they're only on the phone app. If you click that, you'll see these quick little pictures of, of someone's day. And they're only up for 24 hours. Um, so it's just an easy way to check in. So give me a follow, earn that body on all forms of social media, and I will see you there on the Insta stories. I hope you have an awesome week full of just the right amount of healthy fat. And always remember that this podcast brings you nutrition, fitness, and health information and fat information that you can put into play right away. Have an awesome week, everyone. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. 